Joining us now is Auckland Emergency Management Duty Controller, Rachel Keller. Kia ora. Kia ora. Rachel, can you give us any further updates on home inspections and red stickers? I certainly can. So, um, again, teams have been out on the ground doing that rapid building assessment work today. And the latest information that we have is that there's been 204 red placards or stickers issued, 1,027 yellow placards. Okay, so while the list is growing, how many more do you have to inspect? Because I imagine every day you get more on the box. That's right. Well, the team's really confident that by the end of today, we should pretty much have got through most of most of those assessments. And what kind of access are people able to get to red-stickered houses if they're, if they're after possessions and things? Yeah, you can't go back into a red-stickered house without um, getting the right approvals through um, our building uh, control team. And that's because we really need to make sure that if people are going back into those buildings, it is safe to do so. It's really important if someone's got a red sticker that they're not re-entering their property without going through that process. One of the biggest challenges, Rachel, at the moment is displaced people, right? And not just in the short term, because some of these repairs are going to take a while. So what is going to happen? Where are these people going to live? Yeah, that's right. That's, that is a very big issue. Um, and at the moment, we have people that were obviously displaced from their homes as a result of the flooding on Friday night. And also, um, you know, subsequently with the rain we had on Tuesday night and Wednesday morning. So some of those people have been staying at our evacuation centres or our civil defence centres. And we've been working hard to resolve um, more comfortable and during accommodation for them. Um, but also we know that we've got a number of, of whānau that are out there at the moment who are staying with family and friends who, you know, who, who aren't necessarily at defence centres but, um, but will need ongoing accommodation. So you know, our priority very much is to work with both those in our defence centres, civil defence centres and those that are you know, currently accommodated but need something more enduring to find a solution for them. Are you talking about motels? Um, it will be a combination of things. So, you know, there's obviously the short-term temporary solutions, things like motels, but then working um, closely with the Ministry of Social Development, um, MB, and also Kainga Aura to look at, um, you know, what different arrangements we can put in place that will be more enduring. Kainga Order is under pressure itself, and we'll have more from them in the program. Um, but they've got hundreds of houses that are damaged. They're saying that they've got an unknown number of properties that will need to be um, demolished. So has emergency management, have you got a contract with motels, or how does it work? Uh, we do have arrangements in place with motels um, for temporary accommodation, and we've also got the temporary accommodation service that MB runs. So, um, yes, so we're working with, with, with those providers to, to you know match family to what is out there in that accommodation sector. Um, one of the do you challenges know, sorry we did have Rachel, week... Sorry, but do you know how many properties you have available to you or options? I don't have that in front of me, no, sorry. And obviously the other challenge is that families want to stay in their communities. How are you handling that? Yeah, so that's that's one of the things that we definitely work closely with families on is to try and get that match with you know with their specific circumstance and need. Sometimes that can mean it can take a little bit longer to work out the arrangements for them. Um, even you know families with pets and things like that, and trying to sort of work out what's going to work best for their circumstance. So um, it can take a little bit of time to work through that process with them. How confident are you that there is the housing stock you need in Auckland? 
well, you know, it's not my place to talk about sort of the ongoing housing stock, but, you know, our focus right now in terms of response is making sure that we've got somewhere for people to go. Um, and, you know, we're working through that at the moment, um, confident that we've got accommodation booked for people that were in our CDCs, our civil defence centres, and, and now working with those that um, need that, that accommodation Rachel, in terms of moving off from other properties. Can you just give us a bit of an update on the lifts? We were obviously hearing earlier that there were, well, potentially hundreds that needed to be inspected and some people had limited access to their buildings. Yeah, so we had a report and um, information from um, some of the lift uh, operating companies that, uh, or lifts and escalators, that they they had a number of um, of their um, machinery out across uh, the region, both in terms of sort of commercial premises but also um, buildings that people live in. And that they were prioritising, of course, those that were um, affecting people that were more vulnerable, like hospitals and, and aged care facilities. Uh, their information to us is that they've been working closely with their customers and that they don't see that there's any need of support from us. Um, we did reach out. We've provided them with our contact details if that's indeed needed. And, um, you know, I really encourage anyone that's out there, you know, whether it's through an impacted lift or any other situation like damaged car, um, to get in contact with us if they're having difficulty at, at reaching essential services. Really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us, Rachel. That's Rachel Callagher, who's the Auckland Emergency Management Duty Controller.